study, but no, this call doesn't work. Yeah. And you think that I have some kind of intricate knowledge of Irish? You live closer to Ireland than I do to Micah, so so yeah, you, you might have an idea. Okay, um, it's a good thing the Swedish have already accepted me as part of their national treasure because I'm about to make some some <laughs> some enemies. Um, you might have to, you know, give me exile uh, and keep me safe. All right, from the hordes of Irish people. <clears throat> So, Mr. Gordon Walsh writes, I'm just saying this as I would say, like, if I was saying a spell and then hoping for the best. She's going to start singing really loud. Uh, yeah. Oh, not the jelly legs. Not the jelly legs. <laughs> All right. These green rings, these green wings bring the green words of a happy St. Patrick's Day to Cluichdina Bois from all your listeners sounds Irish. in the Emerald Isle. That's a rough translation of Game of Thrones into our native Irish, by the way. Oh, nice. It's pronounced Cluichdina Bois. You're really that's, close. That's phonetic and you're having trouble with it. Winter boo. <laughs> um, sadly, we don't have bears or camels here. Well, yet. What kind you know, of a country is that? Global Come warming. On. And I'm pretty sure all the dragons left when St. Pat verged the fuck out and drove all the serpents <laughs> into the Atlantic, never to return. He was a great Magi. Suck it, Melisandre. Hashtag. <laughs> However, we do have an overabundance of half men who frequent the end of our rainbows. Way to stereotype yourself there. <laughs> well done. Wow. Uh, they really do make excellent masters of coin. Oh my gosh. I would Winky also face. like to assure you that Goo has nothing but five shamrocks on the Irish iTunes. Oh. I nice. fully intend to join your alliance in Ascent as soon as my exams are over in May. House Stark, FTM, FW. Yeah, For sound the <laughs> month for when? As the motherfucking win. There you uh, go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thank as, you, Micah, for translating that. As children of the forest spud, we thought for, fought for 800 years against an oppressive throne and can emphasize, emphasize with their cause. Anyway, keep up the amazing work. We shall share a Guinness or three in your honor. Gordon. Thank you, Gordy. Well, Gordon. Well, Gordon, we really appreciate uh that was an email. No, that was a Facebook post. We appreciate your Facebook post for decorating our wall with your St. Patrick goodness. Mm -hmm. It's like two days after St. Patrick's Day, right? Or one right now. One. One. But hey, today we celebrate our St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Yay. We're, we're rising I to Sainthood today. Do. Sainthood. Sainthood. That was an epic, epic Facebook post. I don't know, guys. What was more epic? That post on our Facebook wall by Gordon or the last chapter in Game of Thrones? There it is, Song guys. Book one. Dun, dun, dun. Our lucky transition of the episode. <laughs> it's lucky. <laughs> Eric pulls through. It's Game of Thrones. We're Game of Thrones podcast. And guess what, guys? We're celebrating today. Well, celebrating our morning, whichever you prefer. The very last chapter of a Game of Thrones. We made it. We made it. I'm going to cut oh some my applause gosh. I right feel here. like we should be celebrating with alcohol <laughs> and <laughs> well, other stuff. Not. Why aren't you? <laughs> there's a bottle of Tarani maple bacon syrup sitting beside me, and I'm important to this water cup. Don't do it. <laughs> also, there's a canister of air duster, so you do the math. Oh, wow. 
It's going to be fun. <laughs> so the the three of you survived book one. However, um, mm-hmm. I was killed off somewhere among what? The first <laughs> 10 or 15 chapters. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the butcher's boy. We're still mourning you. <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, one of my friends, Kevin, and Kevin and Penny were watching the show for the first time, right? Um, I got them an Apple TV for Christmas, and I was like, you guys have to watch Game of Thrones now that you can stream it from your iPhone to the Apple TV, right? And they're finally getting around to watching it. Like, they're big sci-fi, big Firefly fans, big weed and people, yada, 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 flans. They love dessert (laughs) treats, and I figured they would love the show, right? And Penny told me that they pretty much stopped watching it after Micah was slaughtered. They're like... Bran was That's enough. It. They're like, no, they were like really sad about what happened to Bran. But after the butcher boy got slaughtered, they were like, fuck this shit. Well, yeah. it, it is very hard to stomach some of this stuff. It's true. It's very unfair. This first book was really, it was rough. There was a lot of unfair, unjust mm-hmm. things. And I know we have a lot of sort of death and destruction coming in the future, but I feel like that's in wartime, and so it's a little bit more acceptable than a lot of the stuff that happened in this first book. You know, I agree that's a with really you. good point. And come to think of it, that's why I don't watch like The Sopranos is because bad stuff happens to good people. <laughs> somehow with no, bad somehow stuff with happens Game to of bad th- people. Well, no, I'm talking about I, the one episode I saw of Sopranos. You know, but anyway, come out the first episode where Tony runs the guy over and breaks his legs because he owed him money. That was awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. It was. There was one similar to it where this aspiring sculler, so the guy who and sculling is rowboating, um, makes fun of one guy's mother. The guy didn't know he had a mother. Thought he was thought she was his aunt, but it was his mother. Anyway, and he goes and breaks the guy's legs. He's like this <laughs> Olympic boatsman, and he goes and breaks his legs, like just because he like couldn't shame the embarrassment. I was like, that's yeah. bullshit. But yeah. somehow with Game of Thrones, Micah can get slaughtered, Bran can get pushed out a window. The things I do for love, and <laughs> it's just somehow okay with me. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a horrible person after all. And then the guy's like yeah, sucking maybe. on Sandra. Maybe it's because it's children. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> it's okay <laughs> for children seek, to get you injured. Know, seek inside yourself. And <laughs> you were really proud of having Jamie as your Valentine, Selena. But he pushed Bran out the window like a dick, man. Jamie, that was a dick move. Jamie is a complicated character. Who complicated about that? To... That's black and white. He pushed a damn kid out of a freaking Jamie, castle window. Hey, everybody loves a redeemable villain. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh, he needs wow. to start low so that he can, uh, you know, become more likable. Can you start lower and though? And go on their adventure. <laughs> Here's the thing: he was literally mating with his sister. All right. I know. <laughs> and she even says, "Don't throw it in my we face." Kind of scared him into not saying anything. <laughs> literally, even Cersei says that moments after separation. Why are we attacking me and Jamie? Pushes here? a child out the window. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, Game but that's what's so so amazing is well, that you see all these characters that are horrible, and then all I have to say is, karma is a bitch because Jamie reeks. Let's move on. How? Let's talk- <laughs> oh my god! Oh come on, we can't have any spoilers fun on the show. These ambidextrous <laughs> guys. Listen, we're all pumped. Yeah. It's the last chapter. A lot of things have happened, and you know, chronologically with the show, uh, obviously, because the first season is depicted so very well uh, against the book. Our last chapter. Is with our last favorite character, Daenerys. Our least favorite character? Yeah. That that, I, I Listen, she's not my least favorite character. I love Danny, even though she was boring in S2. But I think we can all agree that this last chapter, she was a bitch. Oh, yeah. this is the best chapter of the book. You no. would like this chapter. She was I in, do. She, you couldn't even stomach her in this chapter. I agree. I, I agree. I found her completely intolerable. 
Just Why? a total dick face. You, you guys are hating on all my favorite characters. <laughs> well, that's okay. You hate on mine. It's karma. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> all right. Well, in Selena's defense, Eric, you like Theon. So it's, <laughs> oh, it's Stannis. Oh, so it's okay Theon, to hate on Theon and Stannis. Let's get real here. All right. Hey, Theon's chapter is previewed in, at the end of this book. How badass is that? Yeah. So, I don't know. Danny ends like, the book. It's like preview of book two. Oh, hey, we're getting a Theon chapter. Micah, who do we like? Because it's very clear who they like. Who do we like? Yeah, who do you guys Sam. like? Sam. <laughs> no. Ned, but he's dead. Yeah, Ned's mm. dead. Can't like Ned. Do you even like any of the characters? Are you guys just posing, but you're not actually Game of Thrones fans? <laughs> Is this it. a big yeah. revelation? Damn it. You only come on here and do Harry Potter references. Don't think I haven't noticed. <laughs> I feel like until you come on here and face scrutiny and defend your your character against right. intense <laughs> intense scrutiny from the other hosts that you're not real co-hosts. I just unmasked myself and I'm like Dumbledore's <laughs> third brother and I'm like, ah, and I like jump out of the sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Which characters would I... Or do I cheer for? Is that Ooh, Varys? Do you you like Varys? Don't you? And Littlefinger? And then yeah, because I think they play the game, but mm-hmm. we don't really see it from their perspective very That's much. True. Uh, and so I'm trying to think of characters that we see the story f- through their eyes. I'm a uh, massive John? Jon Snow fan. Yeah, I'm a massive Rob Stark fan, and I'm a massive Tyrion Lannister fan. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion. Of course, yeah. Tyrion. Where, where are our brains? <laughs> right, yeah. But you don't really have to def- – well, I guess in some cases you do have to defend Tyrion because I feel like as the series progresses and obviously we'll see it as we move forward that Tywin really t- treats Tyrion like shit um, mm. if he hasn't already. So I feel like – I was just waiting for one of you guys to say Sansa. That would have been a nice reveal. <laughs> no. But yeah. nope. I love Sansa. Arya. <laughs> Said nobody ever. I love Arya. I like Arya. Arya. Mm, yeah, yeah. I forgot Arya. Yeah, Arya. Micah, cool. you, uh, Micah, you defended Walter Frey pretty hardcore the other day. I did. Yeah, the episode we, we did Girl Frey. Towers. It was less more defending, more just explaining what he is. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I was coming up against you pretty hard against Walter Frey. I called him pathetic and said he couldn't get around a lot. Yeah, but you're talking you about know? someone who's been alive for like ninety plus years. <laughs> I he, guess it wasn't believe, very. Fair. Believe me, if, if you if you don't ask his children, he gets around a lot. <laughs> Him, him and Craster are going to start a new sitcom together. Speaking of keeping it all, all in of the my family. daughters, <laughs> all in my daughters. all of my daughters. <laughs> well, Danny's here, and she's not happy with anyone, including Miss Witch Doctor, who has a name that no one oh even cares to pronounce. May guy. Yeah, we'll call her May guy, which just means Miri wise. Mazdor. Yeah, Miri, just call her Miri. So Mary is pissed because Danny's pissed. Danny's really mad. She's so pissed off. And see, this I totally defend. And and honestly, oh, like yeah. what I said earlier, I don't really mean that she's a total I don't mean that she's a total bitch. I don't mean that. I just mean that she's kind of out of her mind. When she's making these trinket promises to the people that she wants to serve her, they're literally saying out loud to her, Okay, you do this funeral thing, but the second we're done with this, we're taking you to be an old crone. Like they said that they said that to her face. Yeah, yeah. But she's, she pretended she's that she didn't fighting hear them. against this. She's embracing her destiny. She's like, screw you guys. You're you and your man ways. See, you can see why I love her, right? And <laughs> right. That you and your man ways aren't going to define me or what I do. And right. she's just like, go to the fire and wakes the dragons. And how can you not love that? Yeah, but she didn't plan it. She and oh, her she did? Own, Don't you think she no, did? No, 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 no. Because she in her own mind in this chapter, she was like, well, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but this this Right, but this there was work. a sense of 
I this feels so right. Like when she was saying to Jorah right as she entered the thing and he was screaming and she was like, she wanted to reply to him like, don't you see? Don't you see what's happening right now? Like this is my destiny. It's like, it's a Targaryen thing. You wouldn't understand. No, no, it's it was obviously destiny. I mean, that's one of the great entire themes of this chapter is it's the last chapter in the book, but it's leading us into so much more because obviously she's beyond a normal person. She's beyond what she's been. And she keeps saying mm-hmm. repetitively in this chapter, I was a, a girl. Now I'm a woman because in this chapter, she Not really does rise girl. to her, to her greatness. <laughs> Not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we sing, but yeah, um, she's obviously awesome and rising to her destiny, but she, in this chapter, and I guess it's permissible because a lot of bad things have been happening to her to just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, let her attitude out a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it's horrible what happens to Miri, but I think it's, again, one of the char- one of the things we were talking about with Game of Thrones characters, how, I mean, we, we love them, but they're not unequivocally good people. Like, except for Ned, who's gone now, the, pe- the characters that are left are morally gray. And I don't think that Danny is an exception to that. She, mm-hmm. If she wants to rule the Seven Kingdoms, she's going to have to not just be a little girl who wants to be nice to everybody. I think that that's what she learned what when John? they entered. Well, that's a good that's a good point. I think he there there are some good characters, but I just mean in terms of because John isn't seeking power. Danny is actively seeking power, and I think she learned in that episode in that you know when when they went to the uh, the big party and like going through no <laughs> going through like horse dog goat what was it <laughs> the sheep people <laughs> there we go that's what it was and um I got there eventually and and you know she saw how horrible it was but that's just when she learned that if you want power you can't be like oh but I'll not kill you really I'm a nice that's person. the thing she's ruling with fear and I wanted to ask like is that the right way because she's essentially like. Once they see the dragons, they're all like bowing at her feet. These guys who were like, uh, you're a girl. You have cooties. We but can't be. I don't be- think that's fear. I think that's awe. And I think it's different. Yeah. Okay. It's true. Once you start weaning dragons, Lena, Micah, if you ever start weaning <laughs> dragons, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. That is no, good I, to know. Uh, well, she was very nervous at the very beginning, though, if, yeah. you, if you remember. And she even says, how many did Aegon the Conqueror have when he mm-hmm, started? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such an awesome tie back to you know, her lineage and her referencing those that came before her. And she's clearly a little bit, you know, anxious in, Mm -hmm. in in this moment because she's wondering is, are these people going to be enough for me to start out? That's what sort of is so fascinating about her having to accept that if she's going to stand up and say, I'm not just Danny, little orphan girl. I am the person who, not only has the right to the throne of Westeros, but who's actually going to actively stand up and say, I want this because I believe that it is my birthright, then she has to start being more proactive, if you will. Like, she has to start being more... She can't just stand in the shadows and be nice to everybody, if you know what I mean. Right. And she has to have confidence like that. Well, let's not forget, (laughs) we started this entire series, including the TV show, with our favorite benevolent leader, Ned, Chopping off some guy's head. Mm-hmm. Not even Ned. I mean, I understand that that's part of the old ways, and we learn in the Game of Thrones Ascent game. Maybe that's not always the best way. Mm-hmm. But he chops off a guy's head who was just sprinting away from some White Walkers, and you know, from our perspective, that he doesn't have. We know that he was in every bit of right to sprint away from the White Walkers. I mean, for all we know, he was going to Winterfell to tell 
the liege lord of the area like hey these dudes are walking again but instead mm -hmm. he doesn't even really hear the guy out they just call him crazy and drop his head off and that's yeah. and that's screwed up and we never talk about that but he chopped off some guy's head even though it was within the laws or whatever it's still pretty messed up so in this situation with danny she was a little abrasive and pretty crazy but <laughs> but it's part of her lineage it's part of her destiny it's part of being a targaryen you know yeah they're a little crazy I have to ask because I think I asked this the other chapter too, but with Miri Ma's dual Magi woman, do you think that it it was because of her being put alongside the fire that, that brought the dragons back yeah. to life? That's that, interesting. Yeah, she was a I, sacrifice? I thought the same thing. Only death can pay for life. And, mm -hmm. and she says this to the woman who's there, but don't – and then the other thing is that Mary in response says – uh, I'm not go. You won't even hear a scream from me. But of course, we do hear her screaming once she's on fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's not you know debatable. You can you're gonna cause a sound. But it says that she was ululating like as if she were performing a spell. So I was thinking, would she be performing a spell against Danny and her dragons, like in her dying words, or what's the deal? I don't know if she would be able to do anything but just scream. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not it's sure. It's possible she's trying to put herself in some sort of trance in order to ease the pain that's about to come. Right. That's what I thought of. But going back to what you just said, Eric, I thought the same thing reading through it uh, again about how only death can pay for life. And mm -hmm. here she becomes the sacrificial lamb for these dragons being born. Goat. And Danny's it's not. Goat, Danny's yeah. not a witch. <laughs> it's funny that they, they, they make a point in the end of the chapter to, to mention – the the bones of a horse, a woman, and a man. Three people. Oh. I mean, I know Drogo was already dead, but there are three sets of bones in that fire, and three dragons rise up. I wonder if that speaks to the credence of this actually being a spell. That's pretty clear, I guess. Or, oh, yeah. or it's alluding to it, at least. There's three people, mm -hmm. three eggs that crack. I mean, it seems awfully awful simple. Because, like, Danny's not a witch, you know, but, like, she still kind of mastered the basics, as it were, and right. it ends up working out for her. Well, I'm pretty sure that Miri was a squib anyway. You know? <laughs> Take off my mask, running away. Ah. No, uh, there you go. <laughs> I think she was a squib, and I don't think she was very good, obviously. And maybe Danny's like the Harry in the situation where she had it the whole time, and now she's finally getting her magic. Like, she steps into the fire. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I mean she again, she's fire. a Zargarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> she's got something. we can say she's not a witch. Like, she's not out, like, throwing balls of flame at people. But she's standing in balls of flame that other people are yeah. shuddering away from, and that's pretty damn cool. She's like, okay, guys, get ready for this. Wendelin the Weird, who allowed herself to be burned <laughs> no less than 36 times yeah. in various wow. disguises. <laughs> oh, those Salem witches, oh. they're crazy. But yeah, no, it's 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 it makes a lot of sense. And it's a funny perspective because... What we're used to seeing is other people having this power and Danny being stepped on, stepped on, stepped on. And mm -hmm. this being the last chapter of this book, it's leading us in a bunch of different ways with Ned's death, with the armies moving forward. You know, it's leading us into varied perspectives. That is the perfect little cliffhanger at the end of a book. Like, obviously, Martin knew what he was doing. That much can be noted and is obvious. But now that we're reading it and actually, you know, dishing on what was written physically in the book, I mean, if, if this were years ago and this was the first book written and you happened upon it and you started reading it because it was quite popular back then um you would definitely be excited for the next one because it was a good cliffhanger yeah mm -hmm. 
Definitely. I think I think like in conclusion of this novel, um, I wonder like what what this novel did well. Like looking at it as just a book and knowing that it's a book in a series, it's like the first book in a series. I guess I would be kind of disappointed that there wasn't more White Walkers, considering the book opens with that. You know, it's a very slow burning candle in 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 that very. front. Like yes, yes, we get dragons too at the very very freaking end. But yeah. like most of this book was a lot of really well written history of different of these different realms and like the childhood memories from Catelyn and you know all these different sirs and knights and bannermen. We like the book was mostly about that about the politics of it all, yeah. and yet there's like these other things that that I guess would be the more uh, items that qualify it as being a fantasy that actually weren't really paid off uh, in this book in particular. Well, to be honest with you, I think that's one of the reasons why this final chapter in the in the series as well, because I watched the first series before I, I read the book, when that happened, when she stepped into the fire and walked out with the dragons, that's what truly told me that this was going to be one of my favorite TV shows that I just would not, or, or books, stories in general, that I just would not be able to to step away from because I enjoy the politics. I enjoy the intricate relationships between other people, but ultimately it's the, it's this stuff that really gets me. It's the knowledge that underlying all of this, there is yeah. something more going on that could come in at any time and completely shake everything up. You hear that yeah. boys? You want to steal Selena's heart? Catch yourselves <laughs> on fire. Yeah, <laughs> and right. if you Catching survive, fire. you can be her Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's just amazing watching the groundwork being laid here in this first book because I feel like four or five books later, you're so much removed from what happens in book one. And mm -hmm. there's so much more to the world. You sit here and you read through, and, and Eric, you mentioned you hear all these stories from Catalan and other characters about the history of Westeros, and and you know you get exposed to so many different families. But I feel like you know having moved forward in the series, there's so much more, and and you wonder when he sat here and he wrote this first book. What did he have in mind? You know, did he think, okay, I'm going to be going seven books in this series, or you know, I have so much to tell. There's this is such an expansive land with so many different people to tell their stories. How do I cram it all into these books? Because there are thousands of pages, even without touching on some of the families that we hear about that have such important implications, um, you know, throughout the course of the story. But you know, I'm really like Selena said earlier, where this left off definitely had me wanting more. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Not girls? <laughs> you want to be Micah's Valentine, you need to have Catch a lot of backstory and family history. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good book. And I'm excited about the rest of the stuff, if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah. the books, they eclipse the television show. And the television show is done so well. But I feel like there's been, you know, I, I'm a I'm an avid reader and I, I read a lot of different series sort of things because I like being locked into a broad backstory. And that has a lot to do with how well Thrones is set up because, I mean, character building 101 is to be able to have a vast history of your character. Because if you have that understanding, 
you can write that person so much better. Their voice is stronger because you know who they are and you know what they've done. And yeah. that's an exercise that I feel like he's done so well, probably before even starting the book. I, mean, I feel like he probably diagrammed out most of these people. And yeah. so diving right into it, he was able to you know knock it out of the park every single chapter. I just have this idea of George R. R. Martin when he writes is just like sitting down and just like writing it all. And, and, like, like, and like, I know that can't be. Right, right, right. But he's <laughs> grinning, just like, what should I do next? Like, <laughs> the butcher boy. Exactly. Which <laughs> is like knowing all this stuff because it's just fantastic. To me, it's just, it's such an amazing practice to, to not only, he's not just telling a story like you would normally read. He's getting in the minds of each of these individual characters and having to tell it from their perspective. And I think that's far more of a difficult task than just telling the story from like a 30,000 foot level. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Come join the Mile High Club. <laughs> we're, just, we're just giving the secrets to our hearts oh, away God. on the show. Well, yeah. uh, and I hope this does not begin for Danny, a series of, cause I guess we mentioned Zach, you and I, like we both felt there was a little bit of unsufferableness to Danny. I just hope I she's still not. I don't see that. I hope she doesn't continue to be this entitled. You know, clearly she's taken the she bull by the horns. She is entitled. Yeah, but to it's what? starting to get, it's starting to be to abrasive. Throne. Yeah, but part it's, of it, having yeah, power like five hundred other classy people. about it. Yeah, you got to be classy about your power. Though, is the thing, and yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so even though she owned in this chapter, I do want to give my own to, to Jorah, um, Sir Jorah, who I guess is the third guy that I really like in this series. Um, there's a quote here: Sir Jorah Mormont drew her aside as the sun was creeping towards its zenith. Ooh. Princess, he began. <laughs> Why do you call me that? Danny challenged him. My brother Viserys was your king, was he not? He was, my lady. Viserys is dead. I'm his hair. The last blood of the house Targaryen. His hair. I'm his hair. hair. I am his Look hair. Look at his flow. It's Sorry, I was reading quickly. I'm doing that again. And by the way, I'm making her sound as much like a whiny bitch as I can. <laughs> Viserys is dead. I'm his heir. Last blood of the house Targaryen. Face. Whatever was his is mine now. My queen, Sir Jorah said, going to one knee. My sword that was his is yours, Daenerys, and my heart as well. That never belonged to your brother. I am only a knight, and I have or nothing to offer it. you but exile. But I beg you, hear me. Let Khal Drogo go. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, Let so Khal Drogo go. Let him go. He offers, he offers her his heart. But not literally, because she would eat it. Yeah, she already she ate would one. Eat, she would totally eat it. No, she, she would. She thought that it would like give her some extra special powers. One ship. <laughs> <laughs> he's he was so resourceful in this chapter he was like listen khaleesi i realize you're a lot of things are happening you're on wet's end right now but for the love of god don't burn those eggs because if we <laughs> sold that shit we'd be rolling <laughs> <laughs> they see me rolling hating i'm gonna have to give Aww. my own to daenerys because she burnt everyone and then she was like well let me give it a try and when she did, she just got naked. And here's oh, the thing. Burn. Not only was she naked, totally just making fun of everyone else who was scared of the fire because she was just naked in it. Uh, something that the the show left out is that she was lactating the entire time. And as Martin puts it so eloquently, kind of creepily as well, uh, her milk-heavy breasts were there. So they were milk-heavy. And she's having, like, baby fluids coming out 
And I guess that was a little bit too. How is that an own? It's just hold on. It was it was vivid. <laughs> it was it was vivid. A little bit too vivid for the show. And we're talking about a show that's pretty racy. But you know, when it comes to like natural movements of the body, the show's like, hey, let's leave that out. And so she steps into the fire. And when the fire's all done, uh, and they like pull her out of literally the rubble because the rubble had fallen on her. So not only is she flame retardant, but she's also like wood doesn't hurt her as well. So that's a superpower. <laughs> uh, Convenience. When, when she when they pulled the scraps of of pyre stuff off of her and they throw Lord Denethor's body out of the way, what happens is they find her with dragons feeding off of her. So that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously in Westeros, the phylums and kingdoms don't really work the same way. So good job for Danny. She broke natural progression and she's <laughs> changing the world dragon and by this, dragon. Is this something we can expect in the future? Because they're described, they're almost named, but it's not capitalized. It's just referred to as the black one, the cream one, and the, and golden. And they have names. I think they get yeah, names in season two, don't names. they? Okay, but the black one yeah. isn't feeding off of her. The black one is just kind of laying on her neck. <laughs> and it's like just kind of chilling <laughs> on her neck. And Jorah comes up to her and it's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, hey, shit. Hey, girl. <laughs> That's a cool dragon. That's like a serpent. <laughs> of course, as she goes in the fire, she has a fantastic inner monologue as she realizes that, yes, she is entitled to all of this power because she is Daenerys Stormborn, daughter of dragons, bride of dragons, mother of dragons. Don't you see? Don't you see? That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, That's so my own. Doesn't... Don't you see, people? <laughs> I don't see the own. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> oh, man. What about Michael? Michael Stormborn. Uh, my my uh, own goes to um, Billy Joel for his We Didn't Start the Fire cameo. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, really for me, the own was the last line of the uh, – of the book where it says for the first time in hundreds of years, the night yes. came alive with the music of dragon scar. And of course the comet is going across the sky as all yeah. this happens. I was yeah. going to bring that up too. That's the first mention of it. He kind of snuck it in there. Mm -hmm. The comet, which yep. plays a role in at least in season two. Yeah. Well, my question is what do the dragons sing? I was like, so they sing? La, la, like, what? Like, me, we didn't start fish. the fire. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I Day, Red China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. You I didn't hear that? Burning down the house. Yeah. You got you to listen. Uh, the <laughs> fire. Uh, how many fire songs can we take about here? <laughs> the roof. The roof. <laughs> the roof is on fire. Come on, man. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Your sex is on fire. On fire. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got a, a, a super hot, super flaming that sucked uh, email. <laughs> Terribly joked led into Facebook post from Snea Paramune. And she writes, random bit of personal info. I got a dwarf hamster yesterday. And if she had been a boy, I would have seriously named her Hoder the Hamster. So, congrats Hodor to you. Hodor can be a girl's name. Hodor is like an all-purpose name. Hodora. Yeah. Hodora. It's ambisextrous. It can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you should have named it Tyrion. With I using either hand. <laughs> if you have any owns, uh, such as the dragon music, um, to send us, you can do so via Twitter. We are at twitter.com slash owns. Follow us, guys. Seriously, you won't regret it. Um, or if you have a slightly longer own that won't fit into tweets and you don't feel very much like... Oh, summarizing man. yourself do us and yourself a favor send us an email that email address is contact at gameofowns.com 
We look forward to reading your email. Another thing about Twitter is it's a great way to let us know um, some of the cool things that are happening in the Game of Thrones world. If you happen to catch it before we do, such as Shane Epps, who caught a Game of Thrones answer at, uh, on Jeopardy. Actually, mm-hmm. on Jeopardy, there was a question re- uh, regarding a quote from Cersei Lannister. It was her famous, when you play the Game of Thrones. It's it's really interesting how it's worded. It says, <laughs> Ned is told, when you play this, the title of the book, you win or you die. <laughs> and Sir Loris is standing there with a lapel mic on and a nice haircut. And he go, he's just going, what do I say? What do I say? So we, we don't know if he got it right. So one of you guys fact check for us. If, did he answer it correctly? That'd be interesting yes. to note. So thank you for Sh- thank you to Shane Epps for pointing that out. Thanks, Shane. We appreciate that. Now, I know that we've got a lot more tweets in the uh, docket waiting in that at reply box, and a few of those are going to be shared on Wednesday. And by a few, we mean that we're going to reprise a certain famous segment. But until then, we have an email from Miss Rose Sanders. She says, to start off, I just want to say that I love you guys, A, your podcast. I would have tweeted this at you but I do that all the time. My roommate gets the tweets sent to her phone, so I didn't want to annoy her. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> However, my own for the trailer goes to John for finally doing something with a girl. <laughs> Congrats, Aww. John, on not being lame anymore. <laughs> Love you guys. You're awesome. Stay gooey. Here are some camels for you guys. She puts not one but two different camels into the email. So thank you, Rose Sanders. Years. I, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I wasn't aware there was more than one camel emoticon. I know. Look at that. One is much more serene than the other. <laughs> and uh, just to be sure, is it wasn't confirmed. We didn't actually see John beneath Egret, right? She could be. She could have been writing Man's Raider for all we know. Oh, of course. That's probably what it was. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, another way you can. Uh, tell people about the show, interact with the show, is uh, leaving us your reviews on iTunes. And it is the month of March, the month that Game of Thrones returns to TV, so nothing less than five stars is acceptable because, let's face it, would you want, in the, in the birth month of season three, uh, <laughs> to be giving so- anything <laughs> Game of Thrones related, anything less than five stars? That's true. I don't I think so. Do you guys think so? No. I don't think um, so. It, and we did get a, a couple of reviews here. The first one is from EBH3B, which is a uh, cheat code. Guess, like, yeah, our uh, R2D2's. Woohoo! Infinite lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she writes in, or he writes in, to say, Great cast. I found Game of Owns through MuggleCast, which was my go to podcast for a while. I really enjoy the analysis of the show books and the host. Keep up the great work. Uh, I, the yes, three of them ahead. are on a podcast without me, just in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then you're the defining factor. This next one comes from My Name Was Taken, so yeah. And you're <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you you can use your name even though if it was it was taken. Uh, add like a three or an exclamation point to it and you'll be all set. Yeah. Uh, but the the title of the review is Love It. <laughs> Uh, this podcast is such a joy to listen to. All the hosts are smart and funny, and I'd probably enjoy hearing them discuss things beyond just Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Started listening to the podcast during season two of the show and have continued when they introduced book discussion. Mika, or that's how she wrote it, but yeah. I'll say Micah uh, and Selena do a good job of not spoiling anything beyond what is hap- well, what has appeared on TV. So don't worry if you haven't read all the books, pretty much. Uh, if you enjoy Game of Thrones, give this podcast a try. Just be ready to be threatened by the host on a thrice 
weekly basis. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is mm-hmm. very true. You would expect nothing less from us. Yeah, really? Nothing less is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And finally, somebody who decided to use their real name, uh, Marissa E. writes in, I finally found this podcast and I wanted to listen to all of them before season three of Game of Thrones. And it wow. is phenomenal. Wow. I well can't done. wait to listen when you guys are watching the next season and reading the next books. Well, so thank you, Marissa. Thanks for using your real name. Yeah. Yeah. That matters she owns to for several reasons. Yeah. So girls, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're approaching. Think about this for one second. We've almost been doing this show for one entire calendar Earth year. How's that for something? How many years is that in Game of Thrones years? That's probably about three months considering. Half of a winter. Yeah. I was just thinking how quickly the characters age. It's more oh, like five years. Yeah. So we've been here for a while with you guys. You've mm-hmm. been aging with us. Micah, you look great, by the way. And uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> for decaying over the last yeah. several months. <laughs> <laughs> After the hound butchered me. Yeah. yeah. Micah doesn't like fire. <laughs> Ladies, think about that. So uh, I don't really even know how to say it other than we've got. Uh, a special treat. It's 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 kind of unfair to say special treat because it's more than a special treat. We've got Wednesday will be a good episode. We'll just say that, right, guys? Indeed, I think so. Yes, it'll be a good episode. We've officially finished the Game of Thrones book, the first book of the series, and you know that means that we've got what is it? How many episodes do we have left? Five episodes before the, the show airs. The show airs, so we've got five special treats. And they're not in candy form, so you can't actually ingest them. Aww. Unless you want to eat your iPhone. Now and I'm if fun. you do, send it in to us. Contact us And, uh, yeah, that'd be a fun thing to watch. But we've got some special guests. We've got some, uh, I don't even really know how to say it. This is one of those times where you will just have to look at the Twitter feed and listen and stuff. And we'll tweet about it. It'll be cool. Yeah. Hey, listen. There's going to be something <laughs> happening. It's Game of Owns. Press up C if you want to hear the news. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. Hey, Zach. What's up? Before we go, I got one thing to say to you. Okay. Winter is coming. Oh!